All right, everybody, welcome back to The Moderate Majority with James and Zach for today's episode, episode 16, Conflict. Yummy. <laughs> that's, that's actually all it is. That's it's all, awesome. that's just one word. All it is. It's our, short, it's our shortest episode name yeah. ever. Um, all right, this episode is going to be a little bit of a different format than we typically do. We're going to just say what's up to each other, uh, use this first little introduction period to kind of talk about the red button that did end up getting pushed. Pushed. No, no, nobody called that one. Push right uh, off the cliff. Yeah, no one calls that one uh, here. And uh, I get t- I get tired of us being right in like in a negative way. I'm like, yeah. God damn it! Why don't we always see it? Because we see the worst of people. We do. We do. We, we do. and we're students of history. Um, so we'll talk about that. I'm just gonna give a quick nod to our update in Ukraine um, because I don't want to do what we're we were talking about. We're worried about and you know why the Russians are also really excited this is going on as it's going to distract they feel like the west from ukraine um so yeah jimmy let's let's jump into it i mean i'm i'm good you're good We're living the dream yeah right yeah, really yeah, it's just the city it's we typically don't get too personal on this thing yeah 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 super personal all the time yeah. like oh i almost drove my car off a cliff last night but i'm here <laughs> oh, yeah thanks this makes it uncomfortable for everyone okay so and then oh i didn't even say it and then after we do this intro we're going to talk about, obviously, what's going on in Israel. So in the Palestine right now. All should be paying attention yeah, to. Yeah, everybody should be paying attention to. Because it possibly could be all interconnected. Yeah. Ooh, you don't say. Yeah. That's weird. I'm just saying. I don't feel like that makes any sense. Conspiracy. It's like if something happens in my heart, I don't know what you'd call it biomedically, like maybe let's call it a heart attack. All right. Uh, your brain dies. Possibly. <laughs> if, if it's bad get, enough. If it doesn't get enough oxygen. If it's bad enough. It's weird. It's all connected. Strange. Okay. This explains the, re- the way I talk on this podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, okay, so, dude, uh, what are we talking about with um, the red button here? Matt Gates pushed it. Matt Gates, yeah, he called the vote. I think it was last time he had already called the vote to, or had called. He said he was going to vacate it. Right, this the upcoming week, it was he was going to move to vacate McCarthy, which under well, the new rules, we we talked about like we were going to be shocked if they actually did it because what it was going to mean. So we actually preempted it. He wasn't sure, and it was like after we we recorded our thing, then it was like. It well, got released that, oh, probably he was going to do it. Yeah, no, I, I, I was under the impression, I think even last week, that he had already said he was going to do it. On Friday, he, last week, he announced that he was going to move ahead next week with... But a lot of things, a lot of things could happen on the weekend. Now, right. you have to, you're, you're talking to somebody who thought McCarthy was dead two weeks ago. Yeah, yeah. So... Anyway, so they did. I mean, did. politically dead. I don't want to say did. physically. They did. The, they pushed the button, and now the House GOP is in complete disarray. But it's the Democrats' fault. But it's the Dem... Yeah, it's the Democrats' fault. Because they didn't fault. vote for McCarthy. Right. Uh, let, let's address that real quick. So the moderate, some of the moderates in the Republican Party who caucus, uh, or like conference, problem solver conference, yeah, problem solver conference. There's about sixty five of them, sixty six of them, I think. Bipartisan, a, a bipartisan group of moderates from both sides. And there was talk of them like the Republicans leaving because the, these other moderates who had said they were thinking about you know maybe voting present didn't do it, and they all kind of followed leadership. And I want to say this. It is not the Democrats' responsibility to solve the leadership issues for the Republicans. When the race for House Speaker came out, the Democrats voted for Hakeem Jeffries every single time. It was the extreme Magnazis who held hostage uh, the Speakership that it took 15 votes. It was Kevin McCarthy who chose to completely enslave himself to them with all these rule changes just so he could get the gig. And then 
he proceeded to, in the short tenure that he had in charge, say one thing to one person, and then something completely different to somebody else, and something completely different to somebody else. And, you know, honestly, if you wanted Democrats' help, knowing that this was probably going to be something that came up, knowing that you were going to have to only get a funding for the government across the finish line with the help of the Democrats, Mm -hmm. is not go within 12 hours the next day on Face the Nation or whatever it was, meet the press on Sunday morning, the Sunday morning talk show circuit for the news, and blame Democrats for why it almost didn't get across the finish line. When you literally didn't do anything in a bipartisan manner to get it there until about five hours before your deadline hit and you said oh here's five minutes to read this real quick we're just going to pass this clean through and get it yeah done. i mean i don't want to help get, me out i don't want to get too much in the details but the first thing that we're talking about in the rules in which he agreed to with these uh right-wing extremists in his own party uh one of the rule changes changes was was that it would only take one person to vacate or at least to bring the measure to vacate right, right? um typically there's a threshold for that it's usually was it is it was is at one point it was like fifty yeah, percent of your caucus yeah, yeah. needs to want to vacate. Time, the last time the Democrats held control of the chamber, it was fifty percent. Yeah, fifty percent of your of your conference needs to needs to agree that you should be vacated. Yeah, or the the position should be vacated. The other thing too, and so that was the rule change that really came back to bite him in the ass. Uh, there were a number of other rule changes that don't well that weakened him that don't really apply to this conversation, so we can move move on from that. As for why the Democrats wouldn't vote for McCarthy. I think we could probably all agree that you know, hey man, he went, he went, he went and negotiated with Biden on a budget, and then when it comes down to it, he's not going to abide by the tried measures. To back, tried to back out. Tries to back out of it, and then he then comes to his senses and says, okay, this is what we're gonna do. We're gonna still pull some of the stuff out of it because the right wing part of my party doesn't like it. Um, so he's 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 literally telling everybody that he sees on different days of the week, something different. Yeah. And so when Matt Gates gets up in this past week, I'm sure you've all seen it. If you haven't, go take a look at it. It's interesting. Gets up and says, no one trusts Kevin McCarthy. Matt Gates is a lot of things. In many ways, he doesn't tell the truth. But in that particular instance, he's not really lying. I mean, nobody trusted him. Nobody trusted him as an honest broker in, in Washington um, because of pulling out of this budget deal with Biden. Um, and it was going to... Fund every, I mean, seriously, it was going to fund everything for a year. We wouldn't have to have any of this bullshit if he had just kept his word. So I think um, anybody out there who feels sorry for Kevin McCarthy really should understand who Kevin McCarthy is. And if you haven't figured it out, not just in this instance, but in all other instances in his political career, he has been all over the place. I would like to highlight the January 6th thing where he comes out completely opposed this was wrong. This shouldn't be it. And then within 24 hours, he's down in Mar-a-Lago kissing the ring of Donald Trump. Yeah, and before that, voting to not certify the election. And, and before that, yeah, exactly. Voting for not certifying the election. Right, so, so, yeah. I mean, listen, this guy's not a stalwart of democracy. And just right. to put him in perspective, and I'm going to bring up somebody that people love to hate. Love to hate, including some moderate Dems, interestingly enough, but Nancy Pelosi. Mm-hmm. People love to hate on her. The right has done such a great job of just, just dragging her yeah, the making her a villain. Yeah, Her last stretch of being the speaker, prior to Kevin McCarthy being speaker, she passed and oversaw 300 pieces of bipartisan legislation passed under her watch. But she was a terrible... 300 yeah, terrible. pieces of governing legislation. And when we say bipartisan, we mean voted for by both Republicans and Democrats. Only thing that I know that McCarthy got passed was two things, 
and he needed the Democrats to pass both of them because he couldn't even get his own party to pass them, which was to raise the debt limit and then to get keep the government open up into this section. Yeah, well, he, yeah, he had his own party help him out with the whole uh, Parents' Bill of Rights. Yeah, you know, that, but that wasn't... That was fairly that, controversial. That wasn't bipartisan. So. It wasn't bipartisan. Um, yeah, I'm just, I, I, I'm just I, saying, I mean, that was... I know, you kept I, hearing I, it all week long. I know this two, is what we got, I know this two is what things, we got done. I know two things that he did that got bipartisan legislation across, and regardless of how much you think you hate the other side, this country will never function with one party trying to ram something through. Nothing, very few things that Joe Biden did, the legislation he gets to stand on, was just done by Democrats. Infrastructure bill, bipartisan. CHIPS Act to get manufacturing here, bipartisan. A lot of the military, you know, stuff, stopping the, what do they call those, the, the fire pits, the burn pits, and to, to, you know, and funding for health for these veterans that were stationed next to these things that are dying of cancer now, bipartisan. I, I mean, you have to work with the other side of the aisle. You're never gonna get everything that you want but you have to do it. If you think you can come to this show where we're as divided politically as we are and just say, fuck everybody else, I'm not going to govern for you, you're out of your mind. Yeah, I mean, at, at some point you have to ask the question, are you governing, governing for your party and, and, and power within your party or are you, are you governing for the enti- entire United States? Right. I mean, and that's the, that's the problem that we have. You, and this is why we have such disillusion. You, ha- you, have to, you have to make deals and you have to give concessions to the other side when you get these things done. The fact that McCarthy or anybody in their right mind thought the Democrats were going to come rescue this guy simply because there's that other party's so fucking dysfunctional. Are you insane? Yeah, that's it's me. Not, was... It's not Democrats' job to save Republicans. Republicans need to stop straddling a fence, trying to bow down to, to Donald Trump, and then say like, oh, but we want to govern. But yeah, that's crazy. But never go, well, you need to rid your party of the crazies, Right. The Dems have some too. They make up about ten percent of the of their of their conference, but the majority, a huge huge chunk, of your conference is willing to go along with Trump and that shit, and then a nice good sized chunk of about thirty something reps, you know, which is what fifteen ish percent twenty percent are like literally insane there to burn government and that's why you can't get anything done well yeah and, and they're the ones who caused this this is the problem is we're we're gonna have we have what 37 days now maybe 36 i don't know by the time this is out i don't know but we're headed for another shutdown and if they don't get their act together and actually get a speaker and and whatever speaker they get is gonna have to somehow kowtow to the far right i would i would say if you're a betting man bet on bet on the fact that the government will shut the fuck down because yeah. This is this is through the looking glass now. We're no longer in this position where you have a McCarthy who will make those last minute concessions or those last minute ditch effort to do bipartisan, you know, support for a particular bill or a continuing continuing resolution. Yeah. We we are now seeing a Republican Party that is is literally being, and this is what's so sad, saddening and hypocritical. They're literally being led by the minority of their conference. Yeah. And that's what's so sad about it is the exact same thing that they accuse uh, the American people of buying into is that, you know, the, the minority opinion is outweighing the majority, you know, opinion. They've accused our system of doing this over and over again. They are doing it all the time. Yeah, I mean, that's it's, 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 prop- it's propaganda 101. You knew they were desperate. The finger. You knew they were desperate from the moment, from the moment that this goes down, McCarthy gets vacated, his speakership gets vacated. Their first, I mean, it, and it went along the lines from moderate to to absolute crazies. 
they 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 just blame the Democrats for it. Like in so, some way, shape, or form, it's it's the Democrats' fault for overspending, overdoing all these things. But they've never once taken responsibility for the spending that they did under under Trump or even under Bush. Bush. I mean, they've added to the deficit too, and the more, moderates more. The moderates they add, they add to the deficit more. So the moderates have, we we had that episode. Yeah, and so the moderates have always done. The moderates have given a nod that, that they're just as bad. The problem is, is now this is the red line. The, the you know Biden economics is no longer working. It's terrible. Contrary to all the data that we have that shows you know shows that it is working, shows that it does it, it is fueling the economy and economic expansion of our country. I just what I what I I just want to convey that you know it's bad when a party implodes and then blames the other party for its implosion. own implosion and fighting less is let, let, bullshit. Let me just put this out there: we're coming up on an election year. People are going to go back to their constituents. They're going to beg for their vote and why you should vote. Let's just for a second entertain the thought that the Democrats somehow are responsible. For the Democrat, for the Republican Party imploding, or should have saved Kevin McCarthy or whatever, to help you know govern. If that's my pitch, vote for me and my party. Put us in power. Oh, by the way, we can't do it by ourselves because too much infighting. So the Democrats are going to have to help us, but don't vote for them. They govern really effectively and get shit done. Maybe we don't agree with it all the time, but vote for us. We don't do anything and we fight amongst ourselves and it's the Democrats' fault that they don't come in and save our ass to get shit done. Like, that's the pitch. That's the pitch? Yeah. I wouldn't vote for that guy for a fucking Let's second. just go ahead and skip the party that's going to sell that to you and just go to the party that governs. <laughs> Until that party that sells that to you can pull their fucking pants up, put some fucking shoes Take on. Take responsibility for their straighten actions. Straighten the tie up. Yeah. Or the blazer or the whatever. Whatever you like so to wear. So real quick, I got to ask you the question: Who's it going to be? <clears throat> I mean, we're 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 now at Scalise and and Jim Jordan. I don't I I don't see the moderates voting for Jim Jordan. If they do and they take some deal with him, even though Trump you know Trump has backed him, they're they're idiots and they're going to walk into the same fucking mess. Um, if it's Scalise, Scalise is going to have to negotiate in good faith with the Democrats to get him across the line because the far the Magnazis aren't going to go with him. Well, and and and, can and I then he's and then he's going to have to keep his. But word. this is where we're at. Steve Calise is considered a moderate, but in the re, in the modern Republican Party. Yeah, I mean he's he's not, I mean, he's not a guy. He's not a moderate. This moderate, guy is yeah. not he's a, a moderate. He's establishment. I'll throw that. That's word the, out that's there. that's the only word that, you, that would even be appropriate for him because he is pretty far off on some of the issues. Even probably more far right than some of his his own party is on certain issues. So I think either one of these guys comes with a just a shitload of baggage. Yeah, and I think Scalise is more palpable for I think, you know, as a PR situation. Jim Jordan comes with a bunch of baggage. I mean, there's too much tape of him just acting oh, the fool. Jesus, and Christ. especially recently with these impeachment committee. He's things just a, he's, he's just, just a, a fucking moron. moron. He doesn't even understand. But you know what's really funny is rules. the moment. I just want to show this in a little, uh, little yeah, thing yeah. with me. It's like when I was watching it because you know I'm a nerd, so I watched it from you know start to finish. You know him getting you know the vacate the vote to vacate and all that, the motion to vacate. And Jim Jordan, and I swear to God, I thought this. He stood up and voted for McCarthy and gave a little speech about McCarthy. Oh. But you know what? You knew what? I knew he was gonna. He's such a snake in the grass. I knew he was gonna. He was. <coughs> he was gonna bite his time and run for this shit. Of course. Do you want to know why I know that? Because he was actually wearing a fucking jacket. 
Oh, yeah. He never wears a jacket, but he looked tried to look all professional. I'm thinking Jim Jordan wants that fucking job. Yeah, he does. And it's just, and I, I know that has, is meaningless to anybody who's going to listen to this, but that's who Jim Jordan is. It's like as long as he puts on a jacket, he's a different human being. No, Jim Jordan is still the far right, MAGA loving, just insane son of a bitch that he always has been. Yeah, and this, and and this party, this is this is what's sad because Zach and I remember this in January. We're talking about, do you think Jim Jordan could actually be speaker? And both Zach and I were like, fuck no. No one's going to vote for that guy. That's yeah. an outrageous even he, thought. He's a but fucking this joke. Is, but if, this is where the party's going. If you if you expect that guy to, to look out for your interest and take care of you, just talk to some wrestlers at Ohio State Ooh. and see how they feel about about oh. how, how well he took care of them. That's true. All right. Uh, we are going to take a break and then come back and we'll jump into conflict. Welcome back to the Modern Majority with James and Zach. Uh, episode sixteen, conflict in between the break. <laughs> we, uh, we shouldn't we, say we, it. No, we won't. Is. But we just we thought about where this podcast could go, and back of my head hurts from laughing so hard. It was uh, we were willing to, the things we'd be willing to do. Yeah, yeah. If we we're not willing, <laughs> if we could if we could quit our jobs and make a little scratch. <laughs> oh, and how disappointed our families would be in us. <laughs> oh, God, yeah. Uh, anyway, yeah, and hygiene in general. Okay, conflict, dude, conflict. Conflict. Is, uh, Israel. Israel, yeah. Uh, before we go to Israel, though, you wanted to say something about Yeah, Ukraine. yeah, I just, Ukraine, um, right, I think that the happenings in Israel over the past, like, 48 hours, you know, are a very dangerous situation beyond just where it's happening. And we're going to kind of, you know, spitball that real quick. And we'll probably come back next week and and talk about it, you know, more because we're gonna have a little bit more perspective. I think we should probably just have a conflict update at this point. Yeah, I think we should. We're probably gonna have a series of conflict episodes because um, it's gonna be really bad. What comes next? Yeah. Um, but you know, the Russians have already come out and said that they're thrilled that this is going on because sure. you know, if the West, if NATO, if the U.S. turns here and loses focus on Ukraine, then this is good for them and you know their prolonged war. Um, not really. Yeah, the counteroffensive is still going on. Uh, Ukraine is still pushing. Russia is still making stupid assaults with their guys dying in droves. Um, they're coming up very quickly here on uh, 290,000 dead, which is an appalling and shocking number. Um, one of the one of the Milla bloggers is worried that you know within the next like week or so that the Ukrainians may open up a, another front across the Dnipro and Kherson uh, to push there. Um, to force the Russians to spread themselves even more thin than they already are. Um, could happen, might not happen, who knows. But um, Obviously, another front's going to be opened up. It's just a matter of where. It's right? just a matter of where, yeah. And it's just, you know, they're just... I mean, we could, we, could get, we could get lost in the weeds. I think we just wanted to mention it and just say kind of it's... It's there's, not forgotten. There's, yeah, there's a fog of war that's going on right now, so there's not a lot of information that's coming out that's changing daily things, except for that... Like, they're continuing to push. I think there's a lot of operational signs because the areas where they have pushed mid-ground, you know, is still in flux. You don't want to give some of those things away and help mm-hmm. help an enemy out that's very confused at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, it has been for a while now. Yeah, it has been for a while. And, um, you know, 
Oh, ex- except to say that, you know, in light of what we're talking about in the Kharkiv area, there was a small village of about 350 people. And the Russians used a, an Eichlander missile on it into a grocery store slash, like a grocery store slash deli. Yeah. They're having a big celebration there. And over 50, 54 people were killed in yeah. this strike. Just killed. They literally killed one out of seven people that lived in this village in one strike. Um, the video's appalling. And remind me, um, these are non-military. These are, yeah, just civilians. Like, not even close to the, the military. And, and Russia's response was, we only hit military targets. And that's all they, they said about it in, in response. Like, which is a joke at this They've point. been doing this a while. I mean, you look, if you look at... Lobbing shit at apartment buildings. If you look at any place on the front that the Ukrainians actually take back, that the Russians fight and hold and scrap and slaughter men for to die over each inch of land... And they do do that, you know, from a from a military fierce fighting standpoint, they do fight fiercely uh, with expendable guys and they're willing to just waste human life to hold on to a foot of ground. Everything that the Ukrainians take back is just leveled. Like Jimmy and I were, I was showing Jimmy pictures of Andreevka and Klishkivka and they're just... Shell, they're it's, 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 yeah, it's like a flattened... There's like, you can see the dirt roadways for where the streets are and you just see... The base of rubble for where houses used to be. It looks like a town's been burnt down. Yeah, and and these and even when it gets to that point, they're hiding in cellars, and the Ukrainians have to go in to every home, every busted down structure, and clear out every cellar to make sure that they're gone. Yeah. Um, yeah, because they're not just burnt down; they're pummeled after being burnt yeah. down. It's weird. It's it's a scary look. It's like probably the closest thing that you'll ever see that's like post World War II. Well, it's like we, it's what, like we talked about last time, right? They they want to destroy and level everything, sure. and then come in, build over the top of it, take the people out that aren't going to conform. If their kids ship them off to adopted families way the hell far away from Ukraine, yeah, get get, get 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 you know offer free apartments and new buildings to Russians to come in. And it's, li- it's literally, they have mastered the art of wiping people out and then replacing that those places ever existed. Yeah, they've been doing that for quite a while. Yeah, yeah. Like the programs um, of the thir- 20s and 30s. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, this is something the, this is something the Russians are very, very good at. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like, almost like, you know, they know it like the back of their hand at this mm-hmm. point. Okay, so we had said that we wanted to touch base there. Um, obviously, we don't have a lot of time today, uh, like 10 more minutes. So we're going to... Just kind of intro into like the Israeli situation and kind of wax philosophical. No, it's, it's just happened on was a Saturday, Friday, night Friday night for us, yeah, Saturday Friday morning. From, so I went to bed 50th, thinking everything's 50th, wonderful, yeah, and I wake 50th up. Fiftieth anniversary of the Yom Kippur War. Yes, actually, there was a reason that it was that day. Yeah, that day, which was the last time that the Israelis were attacked and caught by surprise. By surprise, yeah. And it happened yet again. Yeah. Um, all right, I'm gonna throw the ball over to you, uh, Jimmy. Just kind of your thoughts on different aspects of it, right? Like, well, I mean, I was so, there's say, so many just, components. Yeah, well, it, right? I'm just going to go down to the sort of the, like like I told you, I went to bed on Friday night, I wake up early Saturday morning, and Zach had texted me, Israel's getting fucking attacked, dude, like badly. And I'm thinking, okay, it's just more rocket barrages. Like, you know, this is what we've, unfortunately, this is what we've come used to, right? It's yeah. just, you know, every once in a while Hamas, I think uh, now there's a new group there that I, ha- I, I still have to actually get, Kind of updated yeah, we'll, on the we'll, Islamic. We'll get, we'll get familiar with the Islamic. When we show them back yeah, the Islamic jihad group, um, and then Hezbollah, obviously in the north. This is obviously an operation that's going more in the south. Obviously, it's a push out from Gaza itself. Um, 
I, I just assumed it was just a normal, and this is how sick we are, we become desensitized to it, where you're thinking, oh, they're just probably lobbing some rockets. So obviously go to my news sites and I'm like, holy shit, this is much more grand than I thought it was. Uh, from like dudes parasailing over the, the walls. Um, uh, just the, er, like later on, like was it yesterday, the videos coming out of just people getting shot in the streets um, from, from uh, people coming in from Gaza. And I know Zach and I talked about this yesterday offline, but, you know, it's a conflict that we're so familiar with, but yet we become so desensitized to it that we don't understand the nuances of it. Uh, what motivates Hamas to do this? Um, they're, they're not necessarily the most, you know, what should say, the most sophisticated military presence in the area. Not at all. Um, Israel obviously holds a lot of the power there, not only militarily, uh, but also... Um, you know, 63% of their power from Gaza comes from Israel. The water, water supply spine. in Gaza and the West Bank are Controlled near, like, near po poisonous levels of, of toxins in it. Um, I'm, again, I give no, no quarter to, to what these guys are doing, but at some point you understand the desperation they must be feeling in order to do something this foolish. Because you're literally poking, like, the bear. And, and I'm not saying that, listen, I'm not saying that this is equivalent. I'm not saying that, you know, I'm... Israel should be defended, um, but as friends of Israel, we should be honest with our understanding of what's been going on there um, for a while. Yeah, I think I think it's 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 the whole fucking thing is tragic. Yeah, right? for like, years it's been tragic. Like if you if you want to go back in human history, I'm going to take us out of the region real quick. If you want to go back in human history to really any culture, you can go back far enough where that culture was exerting some sort of imperial power on its neighbors, right? Empires rise and fall. People that, you know, countries that seem neutral mm -hmm. and neutered in the modern times have had their, had their era of, I mean, let's look at the Scandinavians, some of those neutral people and peace-loving people. You see that? Go back far enough, they're on ships raping, pillaging, and wiping people out, destroying... All the way down to the Middle East. Yeah, all the way down to the Middle yeah. East. I mean, just the scourge and the terror yeah. of anybody who came across that. Yeah. Um, you can go back to any cultural group, and you can dig up some really dark sins and some evil, we all got violent... Yeah, laws. violent. And, and the problem is, 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 as time goes on, this just cycles itself through. This conflict itself, the people who pay the price are the innocents. And that's kind of what we were talking about. Like Hamas has come out and we've, we've looked at video footage that is not on, you know, mainstream media channels that they wouldn't dare show on mainstream media channels. And I mean, we were just, there was a, a music festival that was on near the border of Gaza in the South right there. You had people from the international community, people wanted to go down there, party, dance, have a good time, celebrate kind of peace and music. And they've, at this point, found 260 bodies there. The roads out of there are just riddled with cars with bullet holes and bodies on the side of the road, people trying to flee. I've seen video footage of, of women being kidnapped from there. Um, and for anybody who, you know, I was talking to a friend of mine who is from the Middle East, and we were talking about video footage that had been released recently, just the last couple months, of, you know, IDF female soldiers, you know, making, you know, Palestinian women stripped down in this humiliating way. Uh, we've all seen footage of, you know, kids, Palestinian boys, 
chained or handcuffed to IDF military vehicles or just IDF military vehicles, kids sitting there in a ghetto playing soccer and just lighting them up and taking kids out for no reason. I mean, there's no terror. Like, you can go back far enough on all sides and find a darkness. And, and it's tragic. And the thing that I think I'm thinking of is one, you know, there's a leader there in that country who is not a good human being who has never believed in the two-state system and 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 there are innocent international people and Israelis and Palestinians who are who have died in the last 48 hours and who are going to die today and die tomorrow and you know this is my own take but it's like when he went on TV and I'm talking about Bibi went on TV and was like this is war mm-hmm. it was like almost <clears throat> like he was smiling like this is this is exactly what he's always wanted and this is where i don't understand you know sometimes like why hamas would have been given this much political power in some of those areas but sometimes you can't understand right like you were saying when the status quo of the two-state solution is one state has all the power and the other state just barely gets to elect its own people, but the electricity supply, the good supply, the, the, the food supply, yeah, you're just existing. The unemployment rate in in those Palestinian areas is like upwards of 70%. And it's mostly young men that are walking around. And so all I'm saying is I, no, none of what we're saying right now is like justifying anything. But if you don't look at where people are at, you are not going to understand multiple facets sides of the conflict. And what I'm saying is fucking tragic is Hamas was put in control and the Hamas leadership is not in Gaza. It's not in the West Bank. Did, did the IDF special forces just capture a deputy of the naval wing of, of Hamas in a, in a pre-dawn raid? Yes, they did. But the big, the big wigs, the ones that are making these decisions, they're not going to be down there. Some of these fighters, these commanders unless they're like true believers in jihad, they're going to leave and get out. They're going to get out because they don't, they're not stuck. Their lives are the 2 million poor Palestinians that have been shat on by their own leadership, by conflict with Israel, by the things that have happened from the IDF. Those are these poor people are going to be the people that suffer. And Hamas promised them something and made it, made an action. They have slaughtered that. It's going to be well over a couple thousand just innocent people in the streets gunning them down. There's video footage everywhere. The carnage is everywhere. Do they hit military installations? Yes, but most of the people they hit were innocent, defenseless people and hostage-taking of little kids, babies, old people, and the world can see it. And so now Bibi and what he wants, he's got his green light. And the people of Israel, like in any type of you know, 9-11 or Pearl Harbor moment, which is what a lot of media is calling this for Israel, they're going to respond. They're going to defend themselves. And they have the military capability and the power to fucking level that place. Well, they're, also, exa- gonna, they're also going to exa- have assistance. That's exactly what they're going to do. I, I want to say this, though, and I think this is, um, this is important to hear. This is extremist politics yeah. being played out by other means. Yeah, it's two extremes right? going against each other. You have Bibi who has ratcheted up in the last, I mean, 20-some years that he's been in leadership or around leadership. Probably longer than that, I think, now that I'm thinking about it. Um, and he has always ratcheted up this, this, this new government that he was able to form was ultra right, you know, in terms of Israeli political, uh, spectrum, spectrum 
they they did not believe in the two state two state system. Sorry, guys, I'm tired. But two state systems. They did not believe that you know the the, the people of Palestine or uh, Palestinian people should have any type of rights that they had in the past, just in the past ten to fifteen years. And I'm not laying this at the feet of the United States at all. This is not our this is not our fight. But I will say that when there is a void for a matter of four to six years of an honest broker being honest with an ally like America was with Israel and has been for the last 15 years. And right. we, we are, I think, as honest as we possibly can be while keeping them an ally. Yeah. Um, when you have that for, for four straight years and then you have a move to move, like, you know, the capital to Jerusalem, which we know is going to piss off. Yeah. We knew that was going to piss off that's the, why you, that's the entire why you can't Islamic have, world. That's why you can't have idiot American presidents who don't understand. I think that plays into, but I, I think anybody who really wants or identifies with the extreme parties of just our own political system this is what it looks like. You're going to have conflict break out in a place that's already a fucking tinderbox, and all it takes is just a spark. Whether and, and it could it could be a slight, it could be kids being murdered in the street on either sides. It's it, this is a total tragic event, but I will say that we've been on this path for some time now. Yeah, I mean, and it should be no surprise that this is happening with the political actors. I mean, put it this way, dude. You have Bibi, who's gotten more and more right wing as he's gone on, he's and you have Hamas getting elected. That right there is yeah, going to automatically, there's going to yeah, be a conflict. Exactly. And the question that we have though, Zach, and this is the question I want to pose to you, is how much is this conflict just in the Middle East, just Hamas and, you know, Israel going at each other? You mean, is it going to stay there? Or is well, it no, I mean, I guess the question is, is like when we both talked offline, we were talking about how, I mean, we have no, we have no evidence of well, this. Okay, so well, let's let's throw it out there because that's what we do, right? We we like kind of lead the way on this show and bring up a lot of things before they actually happen. I, I do want to say one thing though, because I don't want us to be misconstrued here. If what happened to Israel happened here, we would be out for blood. So uh, any any state, any, any nation has uh, has a right at retribution or defending you know, or to defend I mean, the guys itself. Are defending and if you know that, and and obviously, Hamas going to this level and this is what their attack was and this is what they were willing to do and what they have done, they can't be left in charge. Like they just they, they just can't be. Like Israel is going to make sure that. And Israel is going to make sure that. But what we're saying is tragic about it is, is it, it's not Hamas that's going to pay the majority of the price for it. It's going to be. Poor Palestinians. It's going to be the people. civilians that always pay the price. Yeah. The women and the children. As my as my as my as my friend said, there's going to be mass burials underneath concrete, slabs of concrete. I mean, because they're going to carpet bomb the shit out of that place. When we were kids, PL, the PLO was going through the exact same thing with the Israeli government. Right, and had to and had to like had to mainstream itself. I mean, every every leader on either side of this issue. Go back to the PLO days. Go back to you know some of the prime ministers of of Israel. Any leader that actually wanted peace and cared about it on either side has been assassinated by the extremists in their own of their own people before yep. they could ever get anything going. Yeah, and that 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 shit right there is also tragic. So, I think we're just looking at it. You know, it's like General Mark Hurtling said on on the news last night when they were talking to him. It's like I shudder to think about what the response is going to be and what the reality of that outcome is going to be. I think that. Um, I think the Iranians are clearly behind this. The the technology yeah. that the that that Hamas used with suicide drones, and I've now seen footage of them launching. Yeah. Like, 
um, they don't have the capabilities of making that themselves. They're not even, they don't even control their own nation state. You know, it's like... Yeah, yeah no means of production. Yeah, he- Hezbollah has modernized and mainstream because they're in control of Lebanon. They're like, oh shit, we actually have to govern a nation. And mm-hmm. if we don't want to just be the next faction that's thrown out, we should probably like, you know, moderate ourselves a little yeah. bit here, mm-hmm. right? Um, Which is why, but they came out early saying they wanted to stay on the side. Yeah, and we'll see there's some things going on there that I think people are... And there's factions that are trying to get other factions pulled in. You know, one of the things that my, my buddy brought up, I just keep calling my buddy because I didn't ask him if I could talk about what we talked about. I don't want to throw his name out there. Um, is he said, you know, is this another opportunity for Egypt to make money to be sit on the sidelines? Because it's what they always do. They get paid a shitload of money from the West to just sit on the sidelines and then try and broker a deal. Mm-hmm. You know, hey, you're going to look good for the international world and you're going to get a ton of cash on the side if you don't don't let this get out of hand and help moderate it. Um, you know, so obviously... But all it takes is an extremist there saying, I don't want your fucking money. Right, but then, but then right, like, this is, not, this is not a perspective that a lot of people in the West have, but other people in other areas of the Middle East and other countries know goes on. Right? Of course, like they, it's, it's reported on it, their it, news. Exactly, you know what I mean? It's like, and they know exactly who's playing who to get, get paid. Oh, it's, yeah. It's so, a, so, you know, it's like... And then, you know, Turkey is in an unflattering position here with some of this stuff. We There was weird, I mean, this is more like scattered reporting, but the Taliban has come out and, and requested that Iran, Iraq, and Jordan let them transition through so they can go take Jerusalem back for the Arab world. Um, there's a lot of people that would love to take this opportunity for this thing to just fucking get out of hand. There's not a whole lot of moderate, cooler heads that are sitting there to prevail, and I just see... I just see tragedy for, I think a lot of people are going to die. And most of the people that are going to die are innocent. Let's be honest right now. Most of the people that have died up to this point are not guilty of anything other than trying to live their lives and where they are in the world. Or have been made to be like under the definition of this conflict, this ongoing conflict for generations, they are literally guilty by existing. And And that's the danger of extremist thinking. and, And to go back to where you were saying our previous president, all right, the one that, is running again and has 91 felony counts against him who didn't give a shit what the status quo was and backed Jerusalem and sending it, setting up a U.S. embassy there, which was part of it had been administrations and administrations of brokers. If it was easy as all that, yeah, it would have been done yeah, years has, ago. Have stayed away from that for a reason. This fucking supporting that was supporting the, the encroachment of settlements into areas that were already ghettos, supposed to be ghetto areas for... The, the other state. And so it's just extremists pushing extremist responses, pushing extremist responses, and the cycle never fucking ends. It just gets worse. <laughs> and, and, and I think Russia's involved in this as well, too. Well, you know what's sad about that? Money. I mean, they're very much in Africa. They haven't had a spot in the Middle East. And this... Well, they're it, right there in Syria. They've, they've had a pretty strong... Right, but they've had, to pull, yeah, they've had to pull their shit out of there to well, deal with the thing about their it is, own is conflict like, that they've been off this, more this, than they well, could this is, this is the problem. Because Israel has, has, has... It was really interesting. Ukraine, as soon as these things start happening, Ukraine gives them their, gives Israel unwavering support. We will support you in, in, in your endeavors. Yeah. The same has not been done no, from Israel, Israel to Israel, Ukraine. Israel is not supporting if it's, Ukraine if, and with listen, we, support. Listen, one thing we haven't talked about is the clandestine ability of, of Israel. But, which I, is but, I, bet, but, I, bet you, but I bet you, since they've done this, I bet you it comes back to them. 
if if it's found out, and we will probably never know if it's found out, if Russia because Russia came out and said, you know, hey man, we, we we love this. This is awesome. Well, dude, if you're Israel, and just with what's reported on, and Putin's actually saying this is awesome, then that gives you the green light to do whatever you fucking want in Ukraine. Yeah, exactly. Right. I know, like, I think one sixth of Israeli population is Russian. Right. They they come from Russia. Right. Um, and they've been sitting on the sidelines using that kind of as an excuse of sitting on the sidelines. But I would say that's over. Like this. And the other question we need to ask ourselves is whether or not this is a spillover conflict from Ukraine. Right. Like, not might not be direct, but it, it, is it something that, because you're seeing Russia just be so terrible at this in Ukraine, they're just not good at what they're doing, except other than just abject killing and, and, and just doing There seems to be no strategy. Yeah. What I'm saying is, is this a means by the Russians to escalate this into another theater that is going to bleed the West of they're, their energy and their resources. And let's be honest in the 21st century, their attention. Yeah. Let, let's let, Hey, let I, they're, they're great at doing it. They've done this. This has been their foreign policy push for a long time. Um, and we haven't even talked about Kosovo and that True. there's on knife's edge right there. And the, the Slavic brotherhood between the Serbs and the Russians goes back to world war one. Mm-hmm. Um, and we got to keep an eye on that. Which because, is why it always makes because sense. Because if, if the U.S. has to focus on Israel, now you need the European NATO countries to be able to focus. So, so blow, up a, blow up a conflict zone in their backyard, in their, NATO, in their NATO block area, and now they've got something to focus on too. I just think that the resolve of the West has been hardened with steel at this point. We'll see what happens. I, don't, I think every, if we know that this is what they're trying to do, the heads that are doing the smarter people than we they, just, they've known this for, it's just you can't yeah. be Slo- you can't be Slovakia we can't get hungry number two elected you can't elect fascists and guys that are all supporting and all want to be strong men. well this is the consequence, that's the, that's this the, is the consequence that's the, of that that's, that's the, the way the that's the way you fuck it up but to your point you had said a long time ago not in this show but when we were talking offline the whole area could blow up and look at what we got we got Ukraine we got Azerbaijan and Armenia although I have some hope it looks like the Azerbaijanis have shown more restraint than they than they could have. Yeah. And they have done some things that are not restraint either. Yeah, I know. I mean, there's been yeah. shooting of prisoners and shit like that that are on video footage. So I'm not going there. I'm just saying, like, they've those two those two countries seem to be like trying to take an off ramp to settle things down. We'll see if they do we'll it. We'll see if it stays. Yeah. You know, or if they let those you know war crimes. Passion and flares the yeah. passions you're gonna because there 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 are war hawks in all these places and they they do those things because they want the other side to react so they can go all the way yeah they can go they can march all the way Justific- down the field justification justification um, so we have that conflict you've got Syria which is just a cesspool of internal conflict and external you know influence by other countries now we've got this situation Kosovo is a possibility and all the while China is watching and waiting to see. How the West responds, because Taiwan is right is there, right there, just waiting. Itching. Just waiting. All right, well, see, we told you we were going to do it today, guys. This is a super short episode, 40 minutes. Um, we'll come back next week. I think we're going to continue this conflict series. We're going to know a lot more, and it's going to be in a different... There may be other uh, players involved by the time we come back next we'll, week we'll, we'll know this one, thing, this we thing, might know a speaker of the house yeah and you, that person will be a major player that that's not gonna happen <laughs> that's not gonna happen yeah. uh i mean i'd be great if it would but i just think that side doesn't doesn't understand what bipartisan means unless they feel like they should have a say in something when they're in the minority but when they're in power it's 
Well, just to, just to close this out for people yeah. to realize that why this is important when we keep talking about oh, it. Oh, yeah, great. Is because aid to Israel or aid to anyone right now is held up. Yeah. So we cannot operate the way that we have been operating for... Con- Congress post war, post World War II yeah. era of actually helping out allies, trying to quell. Yeah, uh, you know, like you mentioned, Con- yeah. giving money to Egypt. Yeah, all that's tied up. Yeah, like Con- we, Congress we have, has the power of the nothing. purse, and even if it wasn't tied up, we don't even have anybody that could fund or funnel that through because our head of the Navy is vacant because Tommy Tuberville has decided that he gets to just block all this shit. Yeah, One because man. of uh, uh, the abortion. Woke. Yeah, abortion and and the woke abortion. Yeah, yeah. because. Because the U.S. Military, military cares about the health and well-being of the women who serve. Mm-hmm. Thanks, Tommy. Yeah. You're, a, you're a true fucking patriot, you piece of shit. This is, this is dangerous times, my friend, because dysfunction rots dysfunction, and this is, this, this is where we're at. I'm not saying it's our fault. I'll never say that. What I'm saying is it, 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 when it gets this dysfunctional, bad shit usually happens. Yep. So I guess we'll leave you with that up note. Uh, Conflict! Conflict. 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 All right, guys. Take care.